Hey folks, it's Charles Maxwood. I'm just going to jump in here real quick before we start this episode. Um, when I recorded the episode with Sam, he gave out a link to his career factors assessment, which is free, but he couldn't get that link to come together. So I'm going to give you a different link. It is dev.careerfactorscoaching.com. So um, I'm just going to let this roll into the episode and then I will remind you at the end of the episode again of that URL. Hey folks, welcome back. Um, I'm putting together a real brief uh, bonus episode, uh, mainly because I've been talking to a lot of people who feel like they're stuck in their careers, and you know, they're, 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 I hear all kinds of reasons why. And uh, I, I have a friend who actually talks to people about this, and and you know why they're not happy where they're at, or what they're missing, what you know, what things, what career factors I, I'll say uh, go into what really makes them enjoy their job or not enjoy their job or feel stuck or feel like they're moving and, and things like that. And as I've talked to people about momentum, um, I've, I've found that a lot of this kind of reflects with what Sam's put together with his career factors. And so I thought, hey, let's get Sam on. Let's talk to him. Let's see. Okay. You know, what, what do you offer? How do you think about this stuff? Um, I, I guess before we do that, I should let you introduce yourself, right, Sam? So you want to just tell people who you are, uh, kind of what your background is and, and, Kind of give us the 10,000-foot view on what Career Factors is, then we can dive into how people can think about their careers. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I I love this. I remember I was actually – my background is, is as a school counselor and then uh, left public education uh, about two years ago because uh, I wasn't helping right. enough people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to make, make a bigger impact. And uh, a lot of that did, came around. I remember, I think 2007 or 2008, I was in my master's program, took a course in career development. And that was one of my three or four light bulb moments in my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a whole thing. And you think as an educator and having gone through the system, of course, I would, you know, my journey would have been marked by, mm -hmm. uh, by, significant career development milestones, but no one talks about right. them. And uh, I realized as a school counselor, I was kind of just perpetuating the problem, which was, hey, just go to college and figure it out. <laughs> um, instead of owning, I know that's not the advice you got, Chuck. I'm sure it's totally different. No, but, that was pretty much uh, it. <laughs> so I thought, man, we, we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, obviously, to borrow from the the familiar phrase and think we're going to get a different right. result. And so even in my forties, like, man, I'm not happy with my job. Why? I just really started digging in and trying to figure out like what I, what I in effect thought I had hired my job to do for me. And then, but realized I was really asking something different for it, but I hadn't really codified it. And so started studying cranky people, which was a lot of fun <laughs> figuring out. Um, I love it. Well, <laughs> There, there, there were plenty of them uh, figuring out why there were three or four people who had the same exact job. Three of them were great with it. The other person was off her rocker, not a good fit, even though the job description was the same. I was realizing it's not the job description. It's something internal. And so that just kind of set me on this journey of uh, what I call the career factors. And uh, and my, my goal is to uh, help people stop hating their jobs. So there we go. All right. So how do you stop hating your job? I mean, just to give a little bit of context here, um, and I think you know this because, you know, we've been in a mastermind group together and talked through some of it, but I, I lost a contract mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And um, I mean, I like the people I was working with. I'm, you know, I'm going to give all these caveats and then basically say, but I was miserable and I was, 
I was so relieved <laughs> when it was over, right? And it, it really didn't have anything to do mm-hmm. with the work I was doing or the people I was working with. There were just these other things that just, you know, it was like, oh, wow, you know, the the, the level of stress and noise and stuff from it just uh, came off of it. And so, yeah, I'm curious to see what you have to share as far as, okay, so let's say I feel stuck or let's say that I'm just not happy and I can't mm-hmm. pin it down. Like, h- how do you, how do you a- a- attack that? Well, one of those is really changing the way we think about uh, our jobs at all. And so I think we have inherited a lot from our mm-hmm. parents. And one of the things that we inherited is how to think about work in general. And so like you and I are both uh, have uh, people of, of faith. And so f- you see people who think like anything from your career is a calling to your career is a curse, like any, like in all points in between, but we, we inherit all these things from others in, uh, in our, our own journey. And so we kind of bring that into this as well. But the big thing that I realized was uh, there's a, there's a, in behavioral economics, there's a theory called the jobs to be done theory. And in effect, it says everything that we that we purchase, we hire to do a job for us. Like, so I've hired this pen to do a mm-hmm. job for me, right? And if it doesn't do a good job, I'm I'm pitching it. Uh, in the same way, in kind of a, a little bit of a in a meta sort uh, sort of way, but we actually are hiring our jobs to do a job for us. But okay, so that's nice, but we don't know what it is. So or or we've or we've not been honest and or aware enough to know what uh-huh. we're doing it to do. So one, one thing that's really easy to, to think about is like, so somebody who like, uh, my dad was a right. pastor. So like he, he knew so many of his fellow pastor friends who were pastors just because their dads mm-hmm. were pastors. So they in effect hired their job to make their dad right. happy. Like that was it. Like it was, there, there was so much, it was so much more nuanced and rich and complicated. Right what they really wanted from their job, even though on the surface, I'll say for me as a teacher, I wanted, uh, I wanted a decent Mm -hmm. pay. I knew it wasn't gonna be a ton, but I really wanted the lifestyle where I could raise my family. Right. So I got five kids. I got a lot Mm -hmm. of family to raise. You and I know this. So, uh, so that's where I knew, uh, you know, but, but then I started my job and all of a sudden I wasn't happy, even though I had some Mm -hmm. money and the lifestyle. So what else was missing? So it becomes this journey of self-discovery, and that's what I do. I walk through that this process with uh, with each person in our in our coaching sessions. Is let's figure out what you actually right. want from your job, so that then we can go ask right. for it. Because if if I need something in a relationship, or I go to Home Depot and I hey like I need to buy something mm-hmm. for this, if I don't tell them what I'm looking for, and I'm mad at them, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. my fault, right? Yeah. Like. I haven't told them what I want. So we, we, we have like two or three kind of major rocks to right. move in our lives of figuring out maybe I want more than just money. Mm-hmm. Although money's nice. I mean, I'm yep. a big fan. Like my, my book is, it's my book is dedicated. It says uh, to anyone who wants more from a career than just a paycheck. Although those are nice yep. too. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm great yep. with being paid, yep. but then we got to say, okay, if I want something more, what the heck is it? And then mm-hmm. once I've defined that, then how do I go and, and right. find that in my current job so I don't have to leave? Mm-hmm. I can I can be happier at my job without leaving. Or I do I decide I do want to leave. Let's not make mm-hmm. the same mistake I made last time. Let now I'm equipped. So it's really a skill set that I'm that I'm teaching by thinking differently right. about work. That makes sense. So yeah, so 
I mean, I go into jobs and it's like, I liked this about that job and I like that about that job and I hated this about mm -hmm. this other job. And so, you know, I'll ask questions and try and screen them out for what I think I like or don't like. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes things change. I mean, this contract that I talked about a minute ago, right? Mm -hmm. It was terrific. And then they got acquired. And, you know, and so some of the things. <laughs> right. They changed right, the rules on you. And, you know, and <laughs> yes. then in other circumstances, right? I was at the job for a few months and figured out that there were some aspects of the job that I don't know that I ever could have asked the right question to uncover, but it just, you know, wasn't mm -hmm. a good fit. And I've, I've also left other jobs where I wasn't happy. And I don't know if I could have pinned down exactly what it was. Right. That's why we look at like, most people will think of their jobs with two factors. It's, it's uh -huh. skills. Can I do the thing or this is the right. thing I want to do with my job. And then the other one is lifestyle, which is this that intersection mm -hmm. of time and money. I think if I have those yep. things, you know, and, and, and I even kind of wrestled a little bit with like some guilt around this when I started thinking more about it. Cause I thought two generations ago, you worked to stay alive. Right. Like it would like, am I, I was yeah. like, am I just being kind of like a whiny brat? Like I, I felt that right. <laughs> right. Like, I, am I just being ungrateful? I don't think like, I'm not trying to be yeah. like, I'm a fairly grateful person usually actually, but there was something just kept rubbing. Like I couldn't uh -huh. let it go. I'm like, I got to press into this because it's still there. So I, I end up working on and, and discovering four other pretty significant factors to career okay. satisfaction. And that allowed me to see, okay, it can't just be those two. Um, because when I did the research, I, I learned that that actually those two in particular skills and, lifestyle. uh, and lifestyle, which is kind of like compensation, they only serve to limit dissatisfaction. I'll buy that. They, they can't, they can't ever actually make uh -huh. you happy. They can, they can make you feel, you know, validated, right. like in terms of like, I, okay, I'm, I'm getting paid mm -hmm. what I what I deserve, you know, I'm not getting right. ripped off. And, but the, the, one of the biggest things that, that needs to happen in a transformation, which a lot of people are, are initially pretty hesitant about is that they've got to recognize that they can own their career satisfaction, that they can actually be responsible for it or be in mm -hmm. charge of it. Um, and I'm reminded, I don't know if you're a big office fan, yeah, but I, I one of my favorite show. lines from there is uh <laughs> dwight brags that he can both raise and lower his cholesterol and jim says well why would you want to raise your cholesterol he said so i can lower it again <laughs> but i think we <laughs> i think we have that like but we can, I, I i believe in my heart this is what i preach and teach to my to my clients mm -hmm. and to when i do keynotes to to and trainings for corporations is um it's career satisfaction is it at least in part an inside job right. Um, and while initially I'm like, well, I would rather not take responsibility for it. Cause this guy is a lunatic. And I, like, <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, office space exists for a reason. It's a phenomenal movie. I was like, this is a documentary. Uh -huh, this, isn't, right. <laughs> this isn't satire. Um, but I would prefer to just wait around until Lumberg changes, mm -hmm. but he is not going to. Mm -hmm. So I want to wrest at least a little bit of control from him to say, I can, I can, affect at least a little bit of this. And that is a kind of a journey of empowerment, which is really kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I haven't seen office space, but I will tell you that watching the office, like I tried to get my wife to watch it and we watched like two or <laughs> yes. three episodes Yes, and she's like, 
these people are all weird. Why is this funny? And I'm like, because I've worked with every single one of these people. So <laughs> right? all caricatures. So so yeah, yes. but uh, you know, getting back to the, this idea. Okay, so yeah, how do I take control of my job satisfaction? Right. What what mm-hmm. am I not seeing that I need to understand as far as what's going to make me happy at work? Yeah, and 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 it starts with what am I not seeing right. internally? Like what mm-hmm. matters to you that you haven't right. named? And if you start there, then you're then you're that's a great place yeah. to start. If okay, what have I not named internally that's important to me? And then then I can start to say, okay, now this is a lens I can kind of take to the right. world and see. Okay, yep, that's there. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, and to your point earlier, I can't control whether a job that I walk into that company gets acquired or, you know, the person who interviews me is a lunatic, but I can at least say I'm going in with eyes wide open of, I can, because one of the, one of the side benefits of this, it makes you a a great interview because if you think to it, like on a resume or your profile on LinkedIn, you know, especially when you're looking for work, what's your objective? Uh, I'd like to get paid. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'd like to keep right. living indoors. I and mean, yeah, like, to these, your point, right? It, if you're not getting paid enough, right, the stress levels go up. But yeah, you know, if I'm making, you know, another $50,000 a year, you know, above and beyond what I need, I mean, I'm a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really like, it doesn't make me that much happier. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially around around where work is, and oftentimes you'll see that the increase in pay comes with an increase right. in responsibility. It creeps into the that offsetting mm-hmm. factor of right. lifestyle. And so, if I can if I can learn how to like continue with the interview thing for a second, like I can I can say, hey, my top three are impact, growth, and right. skills. Like those are the three that make mm-hmm. me tick. What are you guys currently doing to help your employees right. grow? Sit back, listen to what they have to say, read through the response to find out if that's, you know, if, oh my gosh, that's something we overlook right. all the time. So I'm going to make something up or, oh, okay. Like this is, this is pretty much part of your culture. That sounds like something that I want to follow right. up on. Uh, so you, you ask better questions in an interview, I think when you know your career. No, that makes total sense. And it's interesting too, because. Um, like I've talked to some people that are fairly new in their career. And so, you know, you mentioned growth is, is possibly one of them. Right. And, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, and, and so they're very eager about it, but I talk to people later in their career and it's not as much, right. They, they want to continue to learn technology and they want to stay current on what's out there, but they're much more interested in impact or in some of these other areas. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, can I help other developers come up in the field? Can I, you know, am I part of a company that's doing good in the world? Am I, you know, and so, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can kind of see where you're heading with some of these. I don't know exactly what the career factors are, but yeah, those are the things that, yeah, people tend to get to once they're like, I'm making enough money that I'm not stressed out over paying the bills and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And and that's really where you see, and I actually recommend you take it once uh-huh. a year because, you know, like how your life changed when you had a kid, all of a sudden priorities right. are, oh my word, like, I don't, what did I even do <laughs> with my spare time? Before, like now they don't have right. me, I'm, spare I'm, time. I'm seeing it as, you know, very, yeah. Uh, so these different, uh, 
you have different right. seasons of life and they have different seasons of your career. And, and so, yeah, to your point, uh, to know even what you're looking for is a really big deal. Uh, and I, I, I've, I've named almost all of them. So I'll just get, there's just right. six. I want to keep this very, very simple. Uh, I've taken inventories before and diagnostics mm-hmm. and I get, I'm very impressed by the, the heft of the results, you know, that's great. I can't, this isn't really right. workable. Like I'm not a psychometrician. I don't, I, what mm-hmm. do I do? Like, what do I do next? This, these are pretty straightforward. So there's right. just six. It's skills, impact, relationship, environment, growth, and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so I've paired, I've, I've, I even recently went through, there were seven. I just, I think I figured out how to include it in the other because I wanted to be very, very right. focused. Um, and, but for each, one thing I found very interesting when I was working as a school counselor, uh, for each of these, applied to our lives makes will appear very mm-hmm. different. And so I had a friend named Trish. She and I were on the were both counselors and I I didn't have the the assessment built uh yet, but I would bet hers is a number one is impact as right. is mine. However, hers is a deep dive, like get in the in the mud with people, you know, she wants to rescue five or six kids mm-hmm. a year. My impact is scalable systemic change. Because we both had impact, we I thought we were gonna get along better. (laughs) (laughs) But we butted heads all the time because we our way to approach something and our our vision of what it looked Mm -hmm. like was so different. And so that's where the coaching part also is very important because you take an assessment, great. Hey, mine's, you know, impact, environment, and lifestyle. Cool. But I, I now carry that. You're, you're just carrying my terms right. with you. That's, just, that's wearing somebody else's uh-huh. clothes. Like it just doesn't fit. You've got to take the time to really right. dig in. What does that look like to me? How, how, do I, how do I see that in my current role? How can I apply it to, either, to get even greater effect? And so that's where it gets very, very mm-hmm. personalized off of a pretty simple you know, five-minute diagnostic right it gets personal in the walking right. it out. And, and that's where I think a lot of, a lot of our, our processes fall short is it's not, it's not personalized and it's not then applied. And so it's like, okay, this is more right. head knowledge. I don't need more head knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, paradigms are help you see different. I need, I need to see right. differently. So, yeah. So I guess, how do you begin to evaluate which ones? Cause I mean, some of those, you know, they resonate with me more than others. But yeah, I mean, how how do I know? Like, what kinds of questions do I need to be asking yeah. myself to say, okay, you know, really, am I really an impact guy, or am I more a yep. skills or growth or whatever? Yeah, well, I mean, one of them is the sniff test because I think there is just some of some of that, like mm-hmm. knowing yourself, which is incredibly important. Uh, but I also, I mean, I, I created the career factors. I called the CF three. Uh, it's just a diagnostic which you can take right. for free. Um, so, uh, if you just go to careerfactorscoaching.com slash devs, um, anybody's listening to this, take it for free, uh, and you get, go through and answer the questions in about, uh, five minutes, get your results of your top three and, uh, then figure out, okay, like, how do I want to prioritize these? Can I start to see, you know, is one of them a surprise to me? (laughs) And maybe this is, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Or what I love too is um, this idea of remembering your first love, like remembering to go mm-hmm. back to, you know what, like, oh my gosh, I forgot 
like this is me for me for relationships. I when I took the when I took the survey when I I built it and you know I'm just testing it on myself right, and relationships was higher than I thought. I thought back to a job I had as a school counselor and I joked with my colleagues often. I would have left three years ago, but I really like hanging right. out with you guys. <laughs> like I felt like we were we were doing something together. Like almost like there were two there were two others of them in particular, Nicole and Patrick, and we I was like. I, I feel like we can actually, because impact's uh-huh. my number one. I feel like you guys, I, the three of us together can actually right. make a change here in, in a an industry that does not quit mm-hmm. to change. Uh, and so that I realized that the relationships actually were, were feeding my impact. Right. None of these is isolated. No, right? totally. they, they can all come together, but the, that's the quickest way to get some feedback on is just take the diagnostic mm-hmm. and sit with it. You know, feel out like, is there something there that maybe I've neglected or this is kind of a left field? Like, maybe I should think a little bit about maybe why for me, you mm-hmm. know, maybe my working environment is more important to me than I'd like right. to think. Well, it's it's interesting to just from the standpoint of, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd i love to see what mine are. I'm, I'm kind of curious once I get those three factors, right? You mentioned, for example, on impact, right? You know, your friend Trish and you had very different ideas of what impact even meant, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was impact at a high level, but the specifics were very different. So how do I go from, okay, I've got these three factors. Now, what do those mean for me, right? How, how do I start to figure that out? Yeah. You have a couple of different options and it, it kind of depends which which direction you're better mm-hmm. at looking. And so one of them I have, and actually, so in the in the book, this book is kind of like a, a guide through. So there's actually activities at the okay. end of each chapter. So if you want to pick this up, that's an easy way uh, to do that. Uh, and so you can, I kind of give you a blank slate on, mm-hmm. at the end of one of the chapters. And I say, look, sunshine and rainbows. If you could have growth, right. let's pretend growth is your number one. What would uh-huh. it look like? Like start to start to go through it, just just write it out. And so it is it's a slowing down process right. because we aren't good at doing that. So I'm being intentional about it. And and uh I would just actually just had a, a call with a, a coaching client just before this one, and that was his homework. And so I was like, okay, now read it out loud. And as he's reading it loud, he's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even like consciously connect right. those dots. And so if you're good at looking ahead, mm-hmm. that's one way to do it. If you're more, if if it's easier for you or you're bent more is toward looking back, uh, we have an activity that we do called the resume rewind, where you actually go through with that lens now and say, uh, let's say again, we'll just stick, we'll stick with growth and skills for these two. Where were growth and skills? If I list out my resume, where did it, where did I see Mm -hmm. it? And and maybe go back through now that I have Uh this lens, maybe I left this job because you know, this new job that I have now pays right. me more, but I like back and I'm like, Oh man, I think that was it. <laughs> like, I think I, yeah. I, so my next job, I'm looking for something right. similar to that. Or I have, a, I have a friend who, who's look, who she left a job for the money and now is considering because the, her lifestyle needs have uh-huh. changed, like her family work life. Back. She's considering going back to the company she was right. at before. And it's because it, she had it there, but she didn't realize that that's what she, really she right. wanted. So you can you can practice this lens by being able to look back with you know with this new way of looking at it and and saying okay outside in 
can I can I right. rate these? We actually have like a whole you know worksheet and everything to do that. But like, can I rate these and say, I see now where this could have been, this could have been the spot. What what was my thought process? And and I think as I said before, like borrowed with borrowed clothes. A lot of times, my I have a buddy who works in cybersecurity, and he said, you know, it, it's very much the the trend in that industry to to hop mm-hmm. as quickly as possible to the next thing that right. pays more. But then, after a while, you ascend, and the money the the increases are reduced in mm-hmm. percentage. You're kind of you start kind of topping out in the industry, and then you better hope that you're happy right wherever your last post is because you might be there yeah. for a while. And he he noticed when a couple of people were leaving, and he's like, I don't I don't really want to leave, but I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. And then re- and then we start talking about this whole thing. Is like, wait a second. I could be walking into a situation like my, my situation right now with my family is perfect. I could take the money, which my wife doesn't Mm -hmm. care about, but be away more like be on the road. And then all of a sudden I'm scratching an itch that nobody in my family has, but because my buddy's doing it, I think I am supposed to, and you can get buried under a pile of should in a hurry. If you aren't smart about, knowing what's important to you as compared to what's important to those around right. you. No, that makes, that makes complete sense to me. And it's, I mean, what he's described has been my experience as well. Right. And I've talked to a number of other people where, yeah, they get into a job there, they work there for maybe a year and then um, they figure out that, Hey, I can go get paid, you know, half again or a third again, my salary by going somewhere else. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I could go on and on about short-sighted companies that allow their employees to walk out the door this way, but ultimately, you know, and and I can't say that I blame them on on the money side. No, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But yeah, you know, after a while, yeah, you start getting up to that six figures, you know, low, mid six figures. And yeah, the next job is an incremental 5% maybe. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you're starting yep. to look at it and go, is it worth the extra 5% if I'm not happy there? And so that, yeah, that's, right. that's totally something that we see in, on our end too, not just in cybersecurity, but I think in a lot of the IT related industry. Yeah. So you also mentioned though, that um, let's say I'm not happy at my job, right? You mentioned that I may not have to leave my job in order to start being happy there, right? And some of these, it yeah. kind of makes sense, right? You know, I can find a way to make an impact or I can find a way to, you know, change my environment to make it, you know, more conducive to what I want, you know, if, if those are my factors. But I think the ones that I hear about the most typically come down to skills and growth where people are, mm-hmm. you know, the company really isn't doing anything for them there. And, you right. know, so there's no investment in you know, going and learning new skills or picking up the latest in whatever or you know, they don't really have a, a, a way of advancing within the company. And so they feel like they're stuck and, you know, they can go do it on their own, but they could go do it on their own at another company that will actually give them a budget to do it and things like that. So are those mm-hmm. examples of when you should leave or are there ways to do it where you're at? There are ways. It, it does require a lot more creativity. Um, and so my my first goal is to help individuals stay right. at their current job if they want to, because it is such a pain yeah, in the rear <laughs> to, yeah, to change jobs. Right. But I also recognize, uh, like we have a buddy, Paul mm-hmm. actually, and, and, uh, I interviewed him one time about career and I think it was like his fourth job before he realized it was him. 
Right. <laughs> he was like, I kept, I kept job hopping. And we're like, ah, oh, dang it, it's yeah. me. You know, so to that end, what we do in, in our coaching is figure out, okay, can we, can we make you happy in your current job? If so, mm-hmm. awesome. Here's how you do it. We decide though about a half to three quarters of the way through the process. Look, do you want to jump? If so, how do you position yourself to find and in effect speak the language of the people who appreciate what you appreciate, right? right? What's funny too, because in a situation where growth isn't encouraged as a Mm -hmm. company, that's only a problem if that matters to you. So again, for everyone else around you, they're like, what's the big deal? Why why do you care? Growth is not the number one. And so you'll feel weird in a spot. I did for a long time. Like I, I, I try to... Yeah, I try to affect change and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in public education. Like yeah. what why did I think this would be something that would happen? You know, like and so the the conflict comes when there isn't an alignment of values. Right. And so if you want to move and if you want to move to a company that does more than lip service to the things that are important to you, you really need to dig in and define right uh, like what I've had before conversations around like, Hey, my lifestyle mm-hmm. for this, I want to be able to, you know, not like have a good work life balance. And I was like, that's cute. You need to really be specific right. about, about what that looks like. Because if you don't define mm-hmm. it, how do, how does your company know when they bump right. up against it? Because you're like, Oh, well, I guess, I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. again, like everyone else is doing this, right? Well, that's fine. But if it matters right. to you, and that's the part that is going to either light you up when it's there or tear you down when it's not. You need to know how to find your next job using the the language that connects right. you with the people who get it on their side too. So so what point, right? Because you said that your priority is to keep people in the job they're at. So what point right. do I, you know, try things out? And, and what point do I decide, you know what? There, there's nothing I can do here to make this happen because sometimes yeah. it really isn't in your control. It is, it is totally. And there are usually factors that would, that would, the other factors mm-hmm. that would influence whether you stay or whether you go. So it's maybe, okay, this is my number one. This is the one I'm really fired up about. But at the same time, let's say lifestyle is my number two and it's providing enough, right. you know, like, like John Maxwell says, like your work is your passion or finances mm-hmm. your passion. And so you maybe say, you know what? Like, I, I wish that I had, I wish, I wish I was making more of an impact at my current job, but it allows me the finances to do a mission trip right. for two weeks a year. And that that's enough juice right. to fill me okay. up, you know? So it is, it, there's a balance there because you do mm-hmm. like, especially if you're married and you have kids, like you need to kind of, Hey, guess what? We're moving to Toledo. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm glad your cup's being filled, but like, right. We got to, you know, there's, there is a balance to it, but I think at the same time, like the best time to look for a job is when you right. have a job. I n- I never see a problem with, let's go ahead and prep for the, for mm-hmm. the go. You know, uh, one, one of the clients I, I worked with recently, he is anticipating a move for family reasons and hasn't broached the possibility of working remote with his current company yet. Oh, wow. Cause he wants to have an offer in his pocket. Oh, okay. Says, Hey. Help, help. So we're, we are lock set on getting him a new job, but he may end up saying now that I have this, now I'm going to go back and, and propose this as a, as a one-year stopgap, you know, uh, because his preference, he loves the job where he is. 
but his family, his, his wife needs to move. And so the whole thing, so it's never in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think if you're prepared to leave, then it's because you have really owned those career factors and, and that, you know, what makes you tick. And so then, Oh, Hey, great. If I can use this as leverage to make that happen here. Awesome. Yeah. I, that it's easier too. So you can kind of get to it either way. Yeah. That makes sense. It's, it's interesting too, because it sounds like their factors, you know, one of them just took precedence for whatever, you know, some kind of life, life change, mm-hmm. you know, for them or family member. But yeah, yes. you know, it's also interesting, you know, how you're talking about now I've never had the experience where, you know, I got an offer, came back and they countered with anything that was even remotely reasonable. Right. Um, and <laughs> they just give you another right, reason basically, to leave. Right. It's like, and, and, <laughs> You know, yes. both times they begged me to let them counter, right? They're like, we want to keep you. Let us counter. I was like, all right. And, you know, and then I'm just like, you're joking, right? But, you know, at the same time, I've, you know, and I've talked to bunches of other people and I've never seen it work out either. But that's, I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess what it really boils down to is, yeah, then is that filling, you know, is it, is it going to give you enough with the other things you're, you've got going on? <laughs> to tick those boxes yeah right yeah and and the money thing does come in, in yeah, those and cases it, it absolutely does and and I, I think too i mean i'm a i'm a big picture thinker on like right. my life like i'm for me like i'm every day is an example for my kids on my legacy like that's what they, your kids see you do is is permission for them to do the same thing and so i think about like a buddy of mine who loves his family like just so you know, so much involved with them, wants to coach sports, mm-hmm. that whole thing. But his job has him traveling 40 weeks oh, a man. year. Oh, man. Yeah. But he grew up the, the, uh, do you ever read um, Secrets of the mm-hmm. Millionaire Mind yep. by T. Harbecker? Good book. So the first three chapters in there, the, the affirmation parts are good, but the first three chapters about the, the financial blueprint you have and you inherited from your parents, right. usually, uh, is so powerful because that's what he got. He got, his parents were, dirt poor. He's like, well, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Everything, there was one factor was if it paid more, it was going to be. And so his kids were grown by the time he actually was able to take a job. And so now he's coaching other people's kids, even though his heart was a coach's own. Like you're, you're, you've got to realize there's always a larger context. And and it's so important to be able to, to see where, how this, how this is going to affect within this larger, that's why I talk, um, the book that came before the career factors talked about the seven core right. areas of life and career is one of them, which means it's 14% right. of it, <laughs> even, even though it dominates right. our week and yeah. our waking hours, you know, so you've got to have some sort of larger context right. for that. So I guess at the end of the day, I mean, we've already been talking for 35 minutes and I kind of wanted to keep this about 45 and I think we've given people a lot to think about. You know, you mentioned uh, career factors coaching. Hope so. Dot com slash dev. Yeah. Um, you know, as a way where people can go and take the um, assessment. But uh, and I know you do coaching, and so I guess you know, kind of putting these things together with the book and the coaching and everything else. Um, I, I would imagine some people are going to go take the assessment. They're going to go do some deep work, and they're going to figure out where they want to end up. And other people are going to go take the assessment. They're going to get some feedback and then they're, they're going to need a little help, I guess, getting a little bit further down the road. Right. Yeah. Where it's okay. I've got 
these ideas about what I'm about. I kind of know what I want to do, but I don't really know what to do about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so at that point, yeah, wh- where do they go? Right? Do you do you have? I don't know if it's a coaching program or the next step is something else. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we book a call, talk through it a little bit because I want to know. Um, you know at the outset, uh, what your goals are. And that's largely for you because I think when you know what your goals are, I mean, that's a, that's a huge win. And then we lay out kind of the, the program and and the, and the schedule. And so it's a, it's, it's a deep dive Mm -hmm. and there's, there's a lot of work. It's a, it's a very personalized. And so, uh, at this time I don't have any group coaching. Uh, it's very much one-on-one because I, I think our career, and how it shows up in our lives is very personalized and individualized. Uh, and one thing that has become a an ancillary benefit that I didn't really expect uh, is we got feedback from a, a, one person in particular um, who is an engineer and who works mm-hmm. in a like he works in medical device. And he said, "I didn't expect this. I wasn't looking for this." But it's really nice to talk to somebody honestly about my career, right. <laughs> Who isn't related right. to me, you know? Just because my culture doesn't uh-huh. pr- pr- uh, promote it, and it's it's not something they're looking right. for, but to have somebody who's not necessarily in my industry, who has a larger vision of mm-hmm. kind of where I could go, help me see. That's what a good coach right. does: is just points out stuff that maybe is right in front of you the whole time. <laughs> I, I've experienced that. But you can't too. see it, right? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, yeah. absolutely. That's why I. That's why I've. I. I really do well in coaching situations as a as a participant because I need mm-hmm. eyeballs on my life. Like I need I need somebody with a different perspective. But yeah, there's a there's a after you take your assessment, there's a free call. We talk for 15 or 20 minutes and just learn more about, hey, you know, what does that look like in your life? And and do you want to somebody to walk through that with you? And um at the end of the day, you know, really starting to starting to identify, you know, what how would it benefit me to do something different than what I'm currently right doing with my career because most people can pretty accurately predict the next 10 to 15 years of their mm-hmm. career in terms of their career experience because they're using the same playbook they did for the last 10 right. or 15 years and so if they want to do something different and they they want to uh rediscover fulfilling work uh then uh, i'm a pretty big fan of what we've, we've been able to do yeah. so far well and the reason i bring it up to be perfectly honest is that um, when I need to figure something like this out, um, I, I almost always go find a coach or at least somebody that I can talk through mm-hmm. it with, right. If I can't, you know, afford a coach or I can't find somebody that I think can get me there. Right. Um, you know, I'll go find a mm-hmm. friend or a neighbor or somebody who has some context that can walk me through it. Because at the end of the day, if I have to figure it out, it's going to take me, especially on the career stuff. I mean, what you're talking about. Yeah. I had to learn the hard way over like three, four, five years, right? And if I can talk to a coach mm-hmm. on a regular basis for a few months, right? Four weeks. Four weeks, right? You know. Four weeks, you you will, you will have this like baked in. Yeah, I guess I assumed it was a few months, but four weeks is amazing, right? Because then I have the clarity. Then yeah. I know where I'm headed. I know what to do instead of, you know, oh, that didn't work. Out, that hurt, Right. And so, so that, that's where, you know, but even if you just get the clarity from the assessment, right, you're that much further ahead, Sure. you know, but, but I'm going to encourage people, you know, yeah, take the assessment. And if Sam's offering free calls, get on the call and figure it out. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, my goal is to offer as much value as I can in the time that we have. And if we have 15 minutes, great. If we have, uh, if we have a month yep. or more, great. I mean, it's, you're going to, it's my, my number one career factor is impact. Yep. So that's, that's what I'm shooting for every time we interact. Yep. Sounds good. Well, I'm just going to remind people again, they can go take that assessment at careerfactorscoaching.com slash dev. And, uh, yeah, I'd be curious to know what your fulfillment, uh, career factors are. So, you know, feel free to put them in a comment or you can yeah. send me a message, you know, send me an email and let me know. Um, cause I'd, I'd love to know where people are at and, and what, what out there you're, you know, is lighting you up in your career. Yeah. And it's so much fun to see when you find a bunch of people who are in the mm -hmm. same, have the same job description, but their career factors right. are totally different. And you realize that's the fun part is we can be in the same job for totally mm -hmm. different reasons and be fine. Like we yep. can still have our needs met and it brings a richness to a, to a company culture. It's really pretty cool. Yeah. I can imagine if I'm an employer or a manager, right. And I have several people working for me and I start to figure out what these career factors are that, yeah, um, I could start to really push the buttons right on some of these, right. Not, not to Correct. manipulate people, but more just to make sure that they're. It sounded like you were manipulating them. I'm glad but, you clarified that. But more just that. so that they get the payoff, right? Because <laughs> if I if yeah, I've got no, people I, that totally. I feel like are critical members of my team, people who, yep. you know, I'm trying to help grow in their career, and yeah, it's like, oh, it's growth. Okay, well, let's growth the heck out of this, right? Oh, Bingo. it's uh, it's impact. Yep. Okay, well, you know, here are some ways you can make impact here, right? Um, we're going to support you in making yes. impact in the community through open source or, you know, running meetups or whatever. Right. And so it, it's not that much of a stretch. And to be honest, it, it'll pay off for your mm -hmm. company dividends because people want to work where people are happy working. And so, yes. yep. And I actually do this in, in corporate consulting. I, we actually go in and we coach mm -hmm. the managers on how to do this. And what's really awesome about it is it changes this power dynamic from the only time I talk to my boss is when he tells me what to do. And then when I didn't do it right. And right. instead it becomes now he's actually like, he's somebody is looking out yeah. for me. Like they're, Hey, they're, they're, they are helping me with this. And it, it's just, yep. it, it changes it because it softens it where it's actually, it's kind of fun to have somebody else who has my career factors right. in mind, being able to say, Hey, this new opportunity came up. I thought of you. Yep. Oh, gosh, that's yep. great. You know, somebody, somebody who's, who's pulling mm -hmm. for me in that way. And so changing that, that dynamic of the manager, right. we actually do coaching for companies as well. And it's so much fun right. to just, because the managers don't want to be like that either. Like that's not, they don't want to be no. jerks. Like it's just, but yeah, what else are you right. going to talk about? Your feelings? <laughs> like, no, it's, <laughs> you got to talk about yep. the work. So it, it frees them up yeah. too. No, that makes total sense, I guess. And when we do have managers that listen to these shows too. So, you know, if you're a manager, have your people go take oh, it, cool. right? And yeah. 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 Reach out to me and I can, I can, I can actually tailor it, uh, with the assessment code where you can, uh, specifically focus on your people. I'll give you that code. And then you can just say, Hey, here, you got 25 people. Oh, Here's nice. Here's the distribution of, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Cause I can imagine too, right. Then I have somebody working for me and I say, Hey, this is where the code you wrote impacted our customers. Right. Or, you know, we have this opportunity Correct. coming up. And it seems like a great way to get better skills or to. Yeah. Or I've got a professional development right. day coming up. What in the world am I going to talk about? Oh, 40% of my people have environment right. or something. Let's spend time, right. you know, at least attend to that in, mm -hmm. in that set in a PD yeah. session. Yeah. And find out what, what their work environment. Yes. Yeah. 
I love it. Love it. All right. So, ton of fun. I appreciate it, Chuck. I love I love jamming on this, but I know we're, we're we are. Time. I'm just going to remind people again. You know, I, I just want to put the link out there so you know people can go take advantage yeah. of it. Uh, CareerFactorsCoaching.com/slash/dev, and uh, yeah, like Sam said, if you're a manager, reach out to him. How do people reach out to you if they want to create one of those assessment codes? Yeah, just Sam at thecareerfactors.com. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks, yep. Sam. I I hope this helps some folks. I'm sure it'll help some folks, but. Um, yeah. And, and like I said before, just send, send me your career factors too. Cause I want to see what people are getting. Yeah. I'll, I'll post mine in this, in this chat, in, in this, the comments here, you can do yours the same. I'll send that link to you right, All right now. Sounds good. Well, until next time, folks, see you, Chuck. max out. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed the episode real quick. Once again, that URL is going to be dev.careerfactorscoaching.com. Not the URL that he gave out in the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. We'll put it in the show notes and have a great day.